0: art of the kickstart episode 60 welcome to the art of the kickstart.com where entrepreneurs are constantly pushing the envelope to build businesses of greatness inventors innovating creating the products of the future and backers stand strong for what they believe these are some of the great thinkers inventors and leaders of our time here are their stories Hey guys, one of the biggest challenges and questions that I've been getting quite a bit from inventors and innovators out there and just things I've seen from over 50 plus podcast interviews is... Some of the challenges that people have when they're launching their Kickstarter campaign, they want to know, do they have everything ready? Is there anything they missed? So I just put together a checklist, 23 steps to make sure your Kickstarter campaign is absolutely ready to dominate when you launch. You guys can get that for free by going to artofthekickstart.com slash checklist, just signing up, and hopefully that will help you launch your campaign hassle-free and just get it off the ground and running smooth. Hey guys, welcome to Art of the Kickstart. We're coming out fast. We're coming out running for this with Dustin Freckleton, an athletic entrepreneur who's changing the face of fitness with a new wearables product you guys are going to need to check out. Thank you so much for coming today, Dustin. I'm pumped about this. Thank you. So, Dustin, before we kick this interview off, we always go success quote, life quote. What's something you live by as an athlete and entrepreneur, something that people can learn from?
1: If you ask kind of my my life mantra, it's always been, if you love what you do, you never have to work a day in your life. And I've been particularly fortunate to find a way to combine my passion with my profession, And that's translated into some really exciting technologies that we've developed here at BSX. And that is the absolute best way to build a business.
0: It might not be the largest business, but it's going to be the one you're happiest running. Tell us a little bit more about it. Tell us about Insight and how you guys are tracking lactic acid production in athletes. A little bit of the background.
1: So BSX Insight is a wearable fitness device. As you said, it measures an athlete's lactate threshold, which may or may not be familiar to uh, athletes of every uh, ability or or every level of background. It's a performance metric that is used by the Olympic training centers, by professional groups and teams across the world as the gold standard in performance measurement. The reason it's not more widely adopted up until date, however, is just due to the complexity of the measurement techniques. It's a blood-based test that traditionally uses lots of, of, of resources and personnel to complete. And BSX Insight is the first and only device of its kind that can provide that gold standard measurement without the needles and without the cost and inconvenience that traditional methods have used for the last 50 years. BSX Insight uses light rather than needles to look inside the body. Uh, lights, very similar to LEDs you see in a flashlight or a camera or, or other type of lit electronic equipment, that light looks into the calf muscle in real time during exercise. It identifies important uh, biochemical events that are occurring as the athlete transitions from very easy to very difficult exercise and is able to compute or do very difficult, I guess, mathematical computations on that to identify events that are indicative of the lactate threshold. Essentially, what that does is it allows an athlete to know what their red line is, the point in which they go from a intensity that's very easy to, for the athlete to an intensity that's more difficult for them. And that intensity then can be used as a comparison method as they size up the competition before a race. But more importantly, it can be used to help them identify the optimal training zone so that they know that over the course of the next six to eight weeks of training, that they're getting the most accurate and most optimal training results possible. At the end of that six to eight week period, they reproduce the test and they continue to follow that benchmark as they improve over time.
0: And just to clarify, I like to consider myself a pretty fitness focused person. So... To make this simpler for other people, this is basically lactic threshold is when you hit that burn. You're at the gym and you're doing those lower weight, high rep activities and it just absolutely is killing you. That's lactic threshold, correct?
1: Not entirely, to be completely frank. Athletes will typically refer to the burn as a lactic acid buildup. And to be totally correct, it's not actually lactic acid that causes the burn. It's actually a hydrogen ions that build up during exercise. But in the spirit of not getting complex, what that represents is, as you said, an intensity that's increasingly difficult for that athlete. That's starting to tax the body beyond what it can sustain for a long period of time. And so lactate threshold is by definition the intensity, whether that be speed for a runner or maybe a power level for a cyclist that can be maintained for 45 to 60 minutes before their body just shuts down.
0: And it was clearly something that people were interested in. Athletes everywhere wanted to improve their performance. You raised over $120,000 with your Kickstarter campaign. What'd you guys do to make sure this campaign really kicked it off? How'd you put it out there?
1: That's a good question. You know, I, I guess I would say for us, it's really been a combination between a great technology and great effort. Our Kickstarter campaign was incredibly successful, much more than we had anticipated. And a lot of that's due to the team that's been behind it. We spent weeks and, and even over a month, preparing for the campaign before it started, contacting media, making sure that we had our, our site put together, all of our messaging clear, had information and graphics that could clearly explain what we were doing as a program, and then developing relationships with the media and editorial and other figures, public figures in the sports industry, which is obviously where we were focusing, to make sure that the moment that, that campaign became live, that we had conversation occurring about us, that there were people talking, that we were able to interact with those people to further that conversation and to further our network effect beyond just the limited number of people that we have on our team. So I would say it's a combination really between an exciting technology that we're fortunate enough to be working with, but also an incredible team that's been supporting behind it. So Dustin, fitness is one of the most
0: competitive industries in the world. What makes you guys stand out? How did you get ahead of the Nikes, the Adidases that are also looking to do something like this and create a really new and revolutionary wearable product?
1: Well, you know, the the Nikes and the Adidas and, and a lot of the other sports trackers, if you even extend that into Fitbit or to Jawbone or any of the wearable technologies, are largely repackaging of the exact same technology. They use pedometers, step counters, you know, motion trackers, and they try with just that single metric to differentiate themselves. And your product is only good in the fitness space is the data that it collects. And the motion tracking technology, in our opinion, has become very stale and it's been pushed kind of to its extreme. We wanted to take it well beyond just how many steps are you taking? How much movement are you generating throughout the day? And really move that forward to push the envelope and say, how do we help athletes make better training decisions in real time? So where the other motion trackers out there are very retrospective and saying, this is what you did, BSX Insight is much more interested in this is what you should do, i.e. looking forward. And by taking that stance and, and taking what, as I mentioned, is the gold standard of performance measurement and making it simple, actionable, and accessible, we've been able to do something that nobody else has done before us. So I usually don't talk about this on the podcast, but one of the past guests we
0: had on here, RunScribe, had a real similar type of product, not competitive in any way, but a really high-end fitness tracker for runners. Have you been reaching out to other wearable companies trying to do partnerships? Is that something that technology creators should consider when starting?
1: I think partnerships are an incredible opportunity as long as it fits within your core business model. Um, there's definitely more opportunities than there are is time in the day. And so I think you have to be very careful as a either a, a product owner or as a, a company manager to selectively choose those opportunities that support your value proposition and will help drive you towards your business goals. But absolutely. And and with the complexity of devices that are coming out, it's very difficult to go and do it on your own. Those partnerships become a great opportunity to both leverage other groups and other platforms to further your own cause, as well as to plug into existing distribution channels and networks that will help get your message out there farther. So you're doing something pretty
0: revolutionary here. What are some of the big challenges you guys have had? There have to have been a ton.
1: Absolutely. I think any time that you try to turn an industry on its head and bring something that's disruptive in nature, there's a huge technological hurdle that has to be overcome and with that comes buckets of risk in in many different categories and so in some ways our job as as product owners and and as a an engineering team developing BSX insight our job has been to minimize risk in a balanced fashion across all those categories we have uh we have technology from uh, from hardware, from data science, from software perspectives, which each are being managed. And then the intricacies of how those play together. There's risk from you know a, a market standpoint. With the novelty of the product, how do you educate? How do you make consumers aware? How do you get it into the hands of people who will understand, who intuitively have, have the capability to use to benefit and to validate the technology? There's definitely risks from a financing side that have to be brought down as how can you support? these very intense activities over long periods of time. And with any hardware development projects, they uh, they tend to go longer and cost more than anticipated and making sure that there is runway sufficient to overcome those challenges and still be able to hit your objectives. And those are all things that we've had to manage and forecast as well as possible to make sure that we could continue driving toward our end goal without getting distracted by other things that would take our attention. Yeah, you guys have been running strong and you did nail your campaign.
0: You finished with over 120,000 raised, like we were saying. What have you guys been doing since then? You funded in April. What are the next steps after you complete those manufacturing runs to really grow the business?
1: After we complete our
0: manufacturing runs? Yeah, sure. What happens after you fill the fill the orders?
1: After we fulfill orders, you know, we've, we have both our Kickstarter orders, which will be fulfilled as well as a. Uh, other pre-orders that have been received over the course of the intervening months between the completion of the Kickstarter campaign and when we finally ship in December. And our our goal is is twofold. As we mature as a company from a team that's developing a Kickstarter idea to a company that is sustaining a product that's in the marketplace, we have to stretch and grow. We have to be able to address the needs of athletes and consumers who are out there who have product in the wild and, and who are, you know, will have questions and require customer service. So we'll grow in that aspect. Also, we need to grow in our ability to market, to be able to clearly communicate, aside from just an engineering perspective, how the device works to a athlete and a coach centric model of how do you actively benefit from this? And I think that that's something that we've learned along the way is that technical communication and more coaching or more product centric communication is very different. And that's one of the things that we've had to learn and and evolve from as we move from just a development to more of a commercial side. And then, of course, with any new technology, your ability to uh, maintain a competitive edge is largely dictated by your ability to continue to innovate. And so as we take this from its Kickstarter ideation to the next level, making sure that we continue to push that envelope, I guess, if you will, and make sure that we bring new features, new capabilities, new accuracy that will allow us to maintain that competitive advantage and continue to give athletes products that they desire.
0: That's the hardest part if you're building a products company. And it sounds like you guys are going to have more Kickstarter campaigns down the road. That's the hope, right?
1: We we very well may. It was a, an incredible opportunity for us to uh, connect with early adopters and supporters, those who believe and those who want to contribute in development. Uh, if the opportunity is right, we would definitely look forward to doing that again.
0: Honestly, we could go on and on about that. but I want to jump into the launch round now to get a chance to share some of that. How's that sound? Okay. Welcome to the launch round, where we take our guests through a series of rapid fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. So first question for you Dustin as a successful entrepreneur and an athlete if there's one individual throughout history who would you want to meet what would you want to talk to him about
1: That's uh <laughs> That's a tough question. I think as odd as it sounds, um, this is probably not an answer that you get frequently. One of my life's heroes has always been Benjamin Franklin, an individual who had a masterful command of multiple different industries, multiple different uh, needs, kind of a jack of all trades, very entrepreneurial, very inventive, also a, a great manager and people person, the ability to be able to bring together what people thought was impossible due to his command of science, of, of human relations, he's been a, a, a kind of a towering figure for me in, in those aspects and in the aspects of, of self-mastery and discipline and somebody who, if given the opportunity, would uh, would love the opportunity
0: to meet. That would be amazing. Autodidact, amazing politician and leader. He'd be a great guy to talk to. And you're running a wearables tech company now. Where do you see that going in the future? It just keeps rapidly growing. What were, are some bold predictions five, 10 years down the road of wearable tech people are using.
1: I think that people have become very uh, bored with activity trackers as they currently exist. They've become so heavily commoditized. The innovation now is really in pricing and not in features. And I think the future is going to be in those companies who can find value adds and capitalize on them in a way that the other competition currently is, isn't able to. And, and I think that comes through our ability as a technology sector to continue to miniaturize products that exists make them less intrusive into our our daily um, wear and use also to make them more user friendly i think that technology currently has some serious limitations in the user interface and the ability to quickly navigate to understand to use and consume the information that we're collecting and that's going to be a combination between i think electrical industrial mechanical and also software engineering to solve some of those problems in the fitness sector I personally believe that the fitness industry will be coming much more predictive in nature as we crack down on more illegal methods of performance enhancement and focus on the aspects of performance and personal growth that are completely within the control of the athlete and coach. And that is a a function of training intensities, training durations of rest, recovery, nutrition, diet, uh, stress, all the other physiologic and psychologic aspects to training. I think we're going to begin to understand those more, understand the interplay between those very complex systems and use those to provide better information to the athletes and the coach professionals as they improve their training and their fitness.
0: I completely agree, but I also see a bit of biohacking and some DNA alteration in the future of sports performance enhancements. And last question of the launch round, Dustin. So this is a podcast about business. Have there been any business books, entrepreneurial books, or life books that have really changed your life?
1: Absolutely. I've been a great fan of literature and reading to not only transcend the current monotonies that one experiences on a day-to-day basis, but also to expand horizons and to give greater thought. I think that one of the greatest books for me that, I, that I've that i read, I love the book, Good to Great. That has been a book that has really transformed a lot of the ways that I've thought. I also have been a big fan of more of the thought leadership type books, books like Thinking Fast and Slow, books like David and Goliath or Tipping Point or things of that nature that address more decision-making. Because I think a lot of success in entrepreneurship 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 is about decision-making. The advantage that we have as an entrepreneur community over larger, more established uh, industries that have brand recognition and much deeper coffers than we have is, is we can move quickly and nimbly. And the balance is always making sure that those movements are in the right direction. Faced with a multitude of decisions on a daily basis, any one of those could either be very beneficial or very detrimental to the future of the company. And being able to place those in context of what's best with your business objectives and having enough information to comfortably make that decision without waiting too long is a very difficult balance. And in my life, coming from a more scientific background that prefers lots of Evidence before decisions are made. Those have been transformational in the way that I think and, and operate. Those are all amazing books, guys. You can check them out. The
0: slash audible Now back to you guys. Back to your business. So if you had to sum up what you learned in a paragraph or less from your campaign, what would you say? What are you going to do different next time?
1: I think the uh, thing that has been the the most educational to me is that regardless of a good product a great company is built by a team. And one of the things that we attribute to our success and our ability to get to where we are now is the ability to hire the right type of people and then to empower them. A lot of people think that entrepreneurship or, or that management in a business setting is by some great leader who has all the ideas, who has all the answers. And then like a, a conductor in an orchestra tells people what to do and they do it. I disagree with that. I think that great leaders are able to surround themselves with people who are smarter than themselves and with subject matter experts in all the different disciplines of a business can sit down together as a management team and decide courses of action and future for that company and for that product. And for us, that team has been an incredibly important aspect of what we do, of, of how we grow and how decisions are made. I can absolutely tell you're
0: emulating good to great and that means you're doing great things. Would that be your best piece of advice for people to surround yourself with excellence?
1: Absolutely. I think surround yourself with excellence and, and don't be afraid of opposing views. I mean, I know we moved beyond the book question, but another fantastic book is Team of Rivals. And it's a, a political book that speaks on, on Abraham Lincoln, but addresses the importance of surrounding yourselves with rivals, those who think differently, those who have different viewpoints and come in new life through different lenses. And, and having that diversity of thought allows you to be able to view a problem from every angle so that you don't become prey to groupthink and, and assuming that everybody is in agreement, therefore everybody is right, even though nobody's willing to challenge and to question and to play that devil's advocacy. And so combination of those two, I think, would be the greatest lessons that we have learned and been the source of our greatest growth as a company.
0: Yeah. Once you're surrounded by yes men, you know you're at Fortune 500 and you're about to crash. And thank you so much for coming on today, Dustin. You've been an amazing guest. I know you've got to run. I just want to give you a chance. Pitch your product. Pitch BSX Insight. Where can people find you? Where can they check you out? Just tell your story.
1: BSX Insight is a wearable sports tracker that's transforming the fitness industry. It provides revolutionary data in a genius way and gives athletes the ability to achieve greater heights than previously thought possible. Our goal as a product is and as a company is to help athletes to become personal record holders and to continually break those personal records because we believe that success is a process and not a single event you can find bsx insight either on our website at bsxinsight.com or in local retail shops around the country and really appreciate the opportunity to be on your show today it was amazing having you on
0: i know people are going to benefit from this hopefully some of the athletes will check out bsx thank you so much guys thanks for listening to another episode of the art of the kickstart Where we believe makers, inventors, and entrepreneurs are changing the world and bringing humanity forward into the future. I'm your host, Matt Ward, and it's been a pleasure guiding you through this journey of creation and innovation. I hope you're inspired by this and check out artofthekickstart.com to get more information and tactics to help you launch your own business, product, and dreams.